Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to split our livers into seven pieces. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. I'm with the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling, and starting with this beer. This is Imposter Pilsner by Burial, uh, excuse me, Barrier Brewing Company, and... It, it's just this stuff about what hops they use, like Pearl and Saws or something. So this is a uh, Pilsner from Barrier. They're out in Long Island. We've had many Barrier beers. Barrier, I keep saying Barrier. Barrier, they're in uh, Long Island. We've had a bunch of their beers before. This one is very light, but does have a pretty strong hop flavor for a Pilsner. So I will say it's a little bit better than what I expected. And it is currently hot as Satan's taint right now. So... This is actually not a bad beer to have. And I'll get to why imposter in a few minutes, but let's just start with the Harry Potter book. You might have heard of this character. We have done the last six episodes, uh, six books rather, on our show. We are finally done, unless we decide we really want to hurt ourselves and do the half fucking cursed child, whatever that one was called. I'm sure we will. So, okay, this is very, very well known. We don't have to go into absolutely everything that happens in the plot. So, but okay, this book picks up after Dumbledore is dead. Uh, spoiler. No, wait, not spoiler, because we did that episode already. He's still uh, dead. <laughs> he's still dead. He's at, uh, Harry starts off at his house with the Dursleys, as every book does. And this time, for the, fir- for the first personal. and only time... <laughs> For the first and only time, the Dursleys actually are like, oh, maybe maybe we should believe you, Harry, because the Dursleys are offered, like, protection by the Order, Order of the Phoenix because they're convinced that uh, Voldemort will actually go after them. Anyway, and then at one point, Dudley is like, I believe you, Harry. Like, literally, in the beginning, Dudley is like, a nice guy for a second. And the father is like, what is going on here? (laughs) Anyway, so they leave and the order of the Phoenix, their plan to get Harry because Harry's about to turn 17. And this is days before he turns 17. And that went, and when he turns 17, the protection, the special magical spell put on the Dursley's house will expire because he will be an adult. And so they have to get Harry out of there before he turns 17. So anyway, they all, the whole Order of the Phoenix shows up and they all have a bunch of polyjuice potions. And their plan is to, is for everyone to look like Harry, like just every single person. So it's to make it half. harder to kill Harry or half and half. So like, so that they're going to be like seven Harry Potters, you know, Something like that. It's definitely seven. That number is important. It is. There'll be seven Harrys and seven escorts. So he'll be, be seven pairs of people. Each traveling by a different magical mode of transportation. None just walking. That's not very magical. <laughs> so like, some are going to fly on broomsticks. Some are going to ride on the Hagrid in the fancy motorcycle. Some are going to ride on Vestrals, which are the death horse unicorn Ghost things. Pegasuses. I forget they. Why couldn't they apparate? Because because they've taken over the ministry and they would know where they went. Oh right, yeah. Okay, so I want to remember that later when they apparate somewhere else and they were like, no one could ever know where you apparated. So 
there's a lot of inconsistencies in this book. It's like the third time I've read it, and I love it so much, but reading it now as a grown-up who wants to shit on things, like, there's a lot of stuff here about this plan that isn't very good. I have my, my, I'm okay with most of it. There are two things I have problems with. One of them is this plan, but we'll get to why after the plan is done. Does it have to do with Mundungus Fletcher or whatever his name is? Felcher? Because no. <laughs> for some reason they bring all along like the fucking dream team of magic people, right? They have Mad-Eye Moody, who's like the baddest ass Boba Fett guy in the magic world, and then the Samuel L. Jackson guy, and Tonks, and they're all <laughs> there. And then they have this other dude who's like a fucking hobo grifter, whose name is Mundungus, and he is Who's always shifting. out to fuck them over. Every time. And they're like, <laughs> this is the most important mission we've had to date. Let's bring everyone we can. If, including the fact that Kingsley Shacklebolt, he leaves his actual job protecting the British Prime Minister, Prime Minister yeah. to help this child. And they're like, that's good. And right up there, Mungdungus, who's going to come too. And that guy immediately fucks the plan up. They're like, oh, man, Mung Dungus did it again. We really stepped in it. With a name like that, who would have guessed? Yeah. They go to start flying out in different directions to their series of safe houses where there are port keys to get them to the other safe houses. And they start flying. And they saw imposters appear because they're all pretending to be Harry Potter. Though actually there was an imposter scene later on, too. I just wanted to get that out of the way. There's a lot of imposters when one of the main mechanics of the all the books is uh, shape-shifting. So. Yeah, there's like at least two more major scenes in this where they use different identities. So um, they get fucked up. They're getting immediately attacked by Death Eaters, including Voldemort himself. And they're all surprised that he can fly. Everyone else is riding a broomstick or a horse, and he can just fly. And now he uses a really tiny broom under his robe. <laughs> <laughs> like but a sawed-off, you know? Just it, like... it, it, <laughs> It's a dustpan. He just has like a, like a little mini mini vac. But dude, he's the most evil wizard ever, and he's amazingly powerful. And they're like, but he can't fly. That's the bridge too far. <laughs> we have fucking magic, but come on now, he can't fly too. Like, there's a lot of inconsistencies with the way the magic works. The more you the more you think about it, that it's just really quite dumb. But I'll put that aside. It, they eventually get to somewhere, but there's some damage suffered along the way. They kill the owl, the most important character in the whole book. Oh, I had a thought about that, too. Why did he need that owl? It was his pet. Well, right, clearly but... he didn't because they died and it didn't matter. <laughs> he wasn't going to be he... at school to get letters anymore, so. But they didn't, his, the kids still got mail even if they didn't have owls. But it was, his, it was his pet. It was like having a fucking chihuahua or a guinea pig. They were all required to get a, a pet when they went to Hogwarts. Like, you have a rat, a cat, or an owl. It's, you know, it's a wizard thing. But for no, no actual purpose that we ever understood. I mean, you could say the owl gets you male and dead mice, but then there's nothing that the cat or rat and does. These little, and these little throw-up pellets with the skeletons inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I've, I always wanted one. <laughs> now I can do all those spells like that require that. my own rodents. <laughs> Like, assemble your own mouse. <laughs> All right, anyway, Hedwig dies because... Is it Voldemort that kills the... Or just a random death? Just random spells. Who knows? They're, they're, they're just, basically just run out of the of the house, and then they just start getting green lightning bolts of death just raining down on them. And yeah. they hit the owl. 
But then Harry pushes out because he only knows two spells, and he shoots out an Expelliarmus or something. And then everyone is like, oh, that's Harry. That's the real Harry Potter because the real Harry Potter is a total fucking idiot and only knows that once. <laughs> that and Lumos. And it's. <laughs> and they tell them that, like, dude, that's the one that you do, and everyone knows it was you because you did that one spell. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I only know one spell. He's doing better than Ron, who only knows how to eat paste. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in school for how long? Six and years. He can, he, six and, years. And only knows that one spell. He knows yeah. two or three. And this is and this is the best school. The best school has been there for six years. So would you say it's his six year anniversary? I would say that's yes. In fact, he does mention at one point it's been six years to the day since Hagrid met him. That was an anniversary too. Indeed. So I have a beer for that. This is called Six Year Lakinback <laughs> Triple Crazy. in Pale Ale. So every year for their anniversary, at least in the past several years, Finbeck has made a triple IPN, and they always are creatively titled things like four-year and five-year. And I think there was a three-year, though I didn't try that. And they're always a similar beer, a 10% alcohol or so triple IPA. How is this one, Nate? It's nice. Very nice. It's a little bit more IPAE than sweet New England IPAE, if you know what I mean. It's good. That, yeah. At that point, they got to balance. They got to be a little more bitter, ten percent. Otherwise, it's just candy. There you go. Ten point one percent alcohol. Yeah. Did it say which hops? Yes. This says triple IPA, dry hopped with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, Meridian, Azoka, and Centennial Cryo. So they did use. Actually, is that six different hops? Can I, I, can I count at this point? One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. That is six. Oh, smart bastards. Them and their beers. And the bottom of the can says, we still out here. That's true. They are. Meaning they Glendale, still Queens. be out there. And actually, they're, they're, we're supposed to have opened in Brooklyn by now, which is kind of open for, at least when at the time of recording this, is open for can-to-go sales, but the taproom itself isn't open there yet. Because none are. But we could still get beer delivered to our houses. I don't know how we could ever go back to normal life where I'd have to go to a store to get beer. I know. I I, I hope they keep this rule. I hope when the crisis is over, this rule continues. I don't think it will, but I hope. I think it will. I think they're going to realize I think it. it will. I think it will. It will be nice. It will be nice. I mean, maybe the breweries themselves won't organize a weekly delivery date because they won't need to. But hell, I just got it through UPS, so I hope that continues. I think they've always been allowed to do it within the state. I thought they were at really? least. I thought so. I don't know. There's some weird rules about it, but we'll see I what think, happens. Because like, the only thing that prevents – like I've been to other – you know, on vacations and stuff to other places, you know, whether it's a brewery or distillery or whatever. And at, at times, uh, a few years ago, I was able to buy shit, and they were like, oh, yeah, we can ship to New York. And then all of a sudden they weren't able to ship to New York. And they said, oh, yeah, that's a new law from that New York made, which maybe it was like to protect New York alcohol sales or something that you could not ship it across state lines. Yeah. So at one point, you know, you would have been able to buy, you know, if the brewery was interested in shipping it. And some breweries do this a lot. Like BrewDog does a lot of shipping. And in Ohio, they do that all the time. Most, I think also the cost of shipping, because beer is pretty fucking heavy. It's almost prohibitive 
but in these in these trying quarantine times, it's better to make some money and lose a little bit on the shipping than to make no money. And we should also say, this beer brought to us by our patrons over at Patreon. Oh yeah, thanks. We have a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub for more information. A place where you can give us money should you want to do such a thing. So what do you get in return for that? Oh, untold pleasures and glory that is really recounted there. What you get out of it is that we get to drink more beer. You get the satisfaction of being involved. So that sounds like a good deal, right? I think it's, can't imagine a much better one. And you also get to vote in our monthly ish book poll and you get to uh perhaps uh, there might be additional content for you too if you're not a cheap master one day it's back to this book because that's not chapter two and there's a lot to go so the next half of the book does not matter ouch yeah i can see that it, it's mostly just harry and hermione out in the woods we, we, there's a lot more stuff till they get to the woods, though. Well, they they end up they the end up wedding. hiding at a they end up hiding at Ron's house, which was my main. Oh, Mad Eye Moody dies. Yeah, Mad, oh yeah, Mad Eye dies uh, off screen. Um, Shot right to the face. And um, they end up at Ron's house where they're hiding out, and they're gonna have a wedding during their hiding the most uh, wanted fugitive in the world. Um, and so, so my, let's invite everyone. Yeah, my issue was. I, I know you know magic is a reason for everything and the reason why and why not everything. But if you're trying to hide, you shouldn't hide at your best friend's house. And then invite everyone. Yeah, and then invite to your everyone. best friend's house. But I like at the wedding they they just disguise him to look like another ginger, and they're just like they're <laughs> they're counting on the fact that there are so many Weasleys, no one would notice an extra. And in, at one point, the drunk old great aunt or whatever says like oh which one are you there's so many <laughs> it's just rut like rabbits irish <laughs> bastards also another magic thing that didn't make sense during this scene um i'm willing to look aside on the whole inconsistencies of the trace thing where like if there's even magic done near you the, the ministry is like ah you did that magic because that's stupid yeah, like a magic lojack but it's a very, it's like a weirdly sensitive one that it picks up the whole room of magic. So if you're in the room with a professional, you know, a grown-up mag- magician wizard, and they do magic, you get in trouble. Unless you live with wizards, and then they're like, ah, fuck it, we can't even keep track. Because magic has its limitations. But Mrs. Weasley is frantically cleaning the house for this wedding. Because, you know, they're poor Irish people, they're doing it in their backyard. And they have the children doing regular chores... You know, like, I need to go change these sheets and go scrub this up. But then randomly, she'll just wave her wand and make, like, an entire fucking bunch of shit get cleaned up and fixed. Like, why do you only use the cleaning magic sometimes? What are you teaching? Like, what is it to teach the kids a lesson? The value of hard work. That the moment you turn 17, you never have to do again in your life? Yep. I thought that was, it's kind of weird. Uh, she only knows domestic magic. <laughs> Until the very end of the book, during the big fight scene, oh, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna well, clean this pot, arm us, <laughs> or whatever the spell is." <laughs> oh yeah, we get that. All right. So anyway, another another thing that I thought was like, "Wow, the magic is using consistently here." So there's all this stuff about Dumbledore that's coming out because Rita Skeeter, Mita Maid, <laughs> is uh, 
has written a tell-all biography that's all horseshit, except maybe it isn't. The part's about uh, Aberforth or goat shit. <laughs> there's a lot of goat illusions, man. There's like, not even kidding. There's a lot of goat stuff <laughs> about Albus's brother, Dumbledore's brother. Harry's like, no, blah, blah, blah. But yet Harry, Ron, and Hermione have the secret mission that they can't tell anyone. And the secret mission is, of course, to destroy the rest of the Horcruxes. But they can't tell anyone else or have anyone else help. Because with something that important, you'd only want three people doing it and only three dumb kids. Or that is two, two dumb, dumb kids, kids and Hermione <laughs> doing it. There's a maximum. Hermione's awesome. She can do it. The rest, the rest of them are fucking idiots. She really could have done all seven of these books by herself. She would have done it in five. Yes. <laughs> There's a maximum amount of pubes you could have for this mission. That's really she the She would issue. have done it in 72% of the time. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I can't do the math on what 72% of seven is. And speaking I can't imagine of, her feeble uh, woman brain could either. But speaking of that. Speaking of magic, <laughs> I'm going to drink this beer because you guys are drinking and I want to drink the beer. So this is from <laughs> Single Cut and it's called Softly Spoken Magic Spells. Have we ever had this before? I don't know. No, that was Super Six Spells. Oh, yeah. Oh, from McKellar and Wesley or something? And they do yeah. a lot of uh, what they call, I guess, quick casting in this, because they're all good at wizarding now, except Harry, who doesn't. Uh, He's useless. <laughs> He's only... Ron exists only to make Harry look competent. That's the only... <laughs> this is a 8.6% Imperial IPA. It says, drink ASAP in a clean, wide mouth glass. I'm not doing that. Sorry. I'm drinking <laughs> out of the can. Uh, it's got a super intense, like, I don't know what it is. It might be like a lactose flavor, but it is unfiltered. So I don't know. It's like, like some kind of plant or lactose. I don't know. Fuck. It's, it's good. Lactose more, it is. is more of a body thing than a taste. Yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's also unfiltered, but it's like, the, I feel like there's so much of it that maybe it is like almost like a milky after flavor. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's pretty good. What could this have to do with the book? Magic spells. Oh, right. That's what we're talking about. You do a lot of magic. Most of them do. Harry doesn't do that much magic. He mostly just whines. I can't tell anybody. Also, he he spends a lot of time mad at Dumbledore for not telling him everything. He spends about half the book pissed off at Dumbledore and angsty. But you realize Dumbledore was a fucking accomplished man. You were a (laughs) 13-year-old. He did not owe you shit. Yeah. Though Dumbledore used him like a puppet the entirety of that child's life. And it is uh, even more so by the end you realize, like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, he's just a tool. Dumbledore is kind of a dick. Then they eventually, there's a, they apparate, oh, yeah, this is the thing I'm going to mention later, earlier. They apparate after the wedding gets infiltrated. The Kingsley Shacklebolt sends a message, the ministry has fallen Death Eaters are on their way or something stupid like that. Scrimegower uh, is dead. They killed the Minister of Magic. Well, we should skip this, the scene with Scrimgower, whatever his name is, where they... Scrimjaw. He, he gave the uh, contents of Dumbledore's will and he bequeathed items to each of the kids. He gave Harry an old snitch that he caught at his first game. He gave Ron the Deluminator because Ron makes the room dumber. So, Ron, you have always taken the light out of conversations in the space, so here's a tool that does it as well. And then he gives Hermione a book 
of children's stories. And he gives like little cryptic things like, so that they may find the way or whatever. And uh, Scrimgar is like, yeah, I know you're up to something, you meddling kids, but they don't get it out of him. Uh, and then there's a wedding. Doesn't matter at all what happens at the wedding, except that apparently Vila's are really hot and uh, the, magically, the Weasley, hot. magically hot. And uh, they have like one of those, um, you know how like the trunk of the Weasley's car can expand to hold more? Their vagina is like the opposite. So they... <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's like a baby glove. So then <laughs> the Weasley the Weasley twins are like hooking up with them, even though one of them lost his ear, got his ear shot off. Oh yeah. And um, which is another dumb thing, like, oh I can't regrow it. It was cursed off by dark magic. Like, what? That's fucking really dumb. Like you can do everything else. So when Harry had all of his bones removed and his arm or whatever back in the first book, I well, think. that was because uh, the kid did a dumb spell. Like they tried to fix him, but instead just remove. It was him. it was Gilderoy Lockhart did that spell. Oh right, but it wasn't it wasn't dark. It was just dumb. He's just dim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dusty dim magic. <laughs> but then, like Voldemort can conjure a new hand out of thin air for Pettigrew. Conjure a new he... body for himself. But they, yeah, I can't fucking, but we can't do an ear. Body. Ridiculous. Anyway, he's, they have a wedding. Doesn't matter. This is more like the Dumbledore story. And also you meet, you know, the, the Luna Lovegood's father. They're weirdos. There's important details there that don't matter because they get repeated later. And then they all run away into the woods and apparate to Tottenham Square or something like that. Tottenham Road. And that's the thing that didn't make sense. Like, How are we followed? No one can follow you. You no longer have the trace, Harry. Or, and nobody could follow you if you apparate unless they hold on to you. But yet they're instantly found by Death Eaters. Maybe they just forgot they could be traced because they're dumb. But Hermione nice. says so. So, I mean, she must be right because she's honestly never wrong. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, so then they go back and hang out at the fucking house. And they, realize, they find out from Creature, the house elf, that indeed... R.A.B., who we learned about in the last book, who took the locket, was Sirius's brother, and Sirius's brother tried to kill Regulus. Yeah, he tried to destroy the locket because Stumble of Voldemort had used Creature there to like go put it there. The scene where Dumbledore gets all like, eats my the hot home. soup. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's cold soup. It's like, put send the soup back. <laughs> Just it's wait, too cold. blow on it a little before I fe- <laughs> feed it to me, please. <laughs> I think we made a soup joke last episode, too. Yeah, definitely, because it was just hot soup, hot magic soup. <laughs> An old man drinking soup is the climax of the book. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fucking French art film. Harry, like no, it's that's not a soup spoon. Soup. It's a regular spoon. It's slotted. How could I eat my soup? Fair. <laughs> Such uh-huh. a bold, it's a bold commentary on consumerism. Okay, so then um, <laughs> they find out that the locket exists, but of course the locket is not there anymore, and uh, fucking Dunghead has it, or used to have it, among Dung is Felcher, <laughs> and he, <laughs> I know I'm saying that wrong, and he, pretty close. he of course gave it to uh, Concerface from Book 5. 
Bellatrix. Umbridge. Umbridge wearing it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And so many other stupid things happen. Uh, so, though, Harry and Hermione and Ron, like, disguise themselves as regular people so they can go into the Ministry of Magic to recover the Horcrux from Umbridge's office. And they manage to do that. But they also have to sneak into the front and they, like, mug people in the entryway and tear out their hair and, like, stuff so they can get people who work in the ministry and will blend in there. But no one sees them doing this because they have the yes. cloak of invisibility, which How comes convenient. in handy. Then they end up getting the thing, getting the locket, and then they, and then they get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So they can hide out in the woods. Trying to figure out a am way I, to destroy it. Am I forgetting something? Is there something? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hazy myself. And a lot of this first half is like really pointless. Sorry, that's my opinion. It is, it is drawn out. The first half of this book was pretty pointless, and then the second half is all big battle scene. The battle scene is actually like not super long. There's a lot of there's a lot of running around and then a battle. Or basically when they. When they somehow, they're suddenly like, oh, it's the point in the book where we have to go back to Hogwarts. And then it's like, oh, final battle. Yeah. Anyway, this first half. And so, okay, Harry and Hermione are like, no, Harry, Hermione, and Ron are out in the woods hiding, right? But they each have to, like, wear the locket, even though, but because the locket is a horcrux, it like turns you into an asshole <laughs> when you wear it, right? Magic turns you. Spell. I mean, teenagers don't need a lot of help in that department, but this makes teenagers into their worst selves. And it's they, a hormone crux. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why couldn't they just put it in their fucking pocket though? They don't want right? to lose why it. Why did you have to wear and it? And why did they have to wear it? I don't really remember that. I'm sure there's a little reason in the book, but. So they don't lose it. it was they lose stuff all the time. It reminded me of uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, like they had to take turns carrying the ring and then yeah. it'd make it to a grumpy bastard who needed a third breakfast if you wore it. Share the load. And then uh, they're wandering around in the woods for an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out stuff. They need a way to destroy the locket, but they can't. And then Ron gets pissy and says, fuck this, I'm out of here. And he leaves. Well, what he says is... <laughs> Harry, I thought you had a plan. I mean, Harry, Mary, please change me. That's poopoo pants. That's so bad. I think that's the quote. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much it. it. Uh, I think a closer. Sorry, what does he actually say? He says, "Like I thought you had a plan, Harry. What the fuck? You're just a fucking idiot kid." It only took him seven books to figure it I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah, right. Harry never now has he a tells plan. me. Now he's a fucking idiot. So so Ron leaves because he's just like, fuck you. I was trying to bang Hermione the whole time. And you're just getting in the way every time. I don't care that you're famous and rich and shit, but don't cock block me, Harry. <laughs> and then he leaves. I'm going to go back to my parents. That's how mad he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop playing Lost Boys. <laughs> I'm going to go home to my mom. And eat potatoes. <laughs> Go fucking actually the poor Irish people we are. <laughs> now that you mention it, Hermione is kind of a lot like Wendy in Peter Pan because she's actually like taking care of them and actually knows oh, what yeah. the fuck she's doing. <laughs> she's the only grown up besides Dumbledore. Even when she's like twelve. Then 
for a couple of weeks. Oh, wait, I have a beer for this. Uh, then for a couple of weeks, it's just Harry and Hermione just hanging out in the woods, like where Harry is just being a little bitch. And Hermione is like, stop fucking being a little bitch. I know. Let's go to Godric's Hollow. Which she was trying to tell him not to do the whole first half of the book. She's like, Harry, I know you want to go there, but we shouldn't. Oh, and I have a beer for this. This is called Dark Hollow. <laughs> Chocolate wow, Porter. Pretty, it's pretty spot on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is by West Kill Brewing. And I definitely bought this quite a while ago thinking, oh, wait, we're going to do Harry Potter 7 pretty soon. I'll buy it anyway. What kind of beer is it? It is a porter. It is a chocolate porter. That's what it says. No percent? Oh, 5.8% alcohol. Mm. Oh. And you know what? It's just kind of really thin. It has that, it has that, you know, roasted malty flavor, like, you know, a stout or porter. But it's just kind of really thin, and I don't really taste the chocolate. You don't. Sorry, Westkill. That's like the main thing. It says chocolate porter. No, that's, that's what it says on the front. See, harsh. Ah, that's it's. You think it'd be more prevalent chocolate in the title? Porter. It's really not that chocolate. Okay, considering that since I bought this, we went to Pastry Town and had a bazillion really strong stouts that had a lot of which that had chocolate or cacao nibs or both. This is nothing. This is like not loving this. I'm just not. I think, I, I think our, our sensibilities have been spoiled by the giant stouts. We've been, we've just had in general, even yeah. before pastry town. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even if you hadn't had those, like you'd still be able to taste if it's a chocolate flavor in something, but if there's not, even if it's called chocolate porter. I don't, I don't know if like... I mean, maybe there's a tiny bit of chocolate in there, but... Because we've had other beers way before Pastry Town, like throughout the last few years, that were like, this tastes like chocolate. Even if they didn't... I mean... Yeah. I had that... I think it was the Evil Twin beer with Nutella, where when you poured oh, yeah. it into a glass, there's literally chunks of Nutella... Jesus. ...in the beer, like in floating at the top. That's how chocolatey... Nutella E that beer was. So compared with this, uh, obviously that is a much more special expensive beer and this is just like, you know, less. But still it it's just disappointing. Sorry, Westkill. So then things look really bad. And they're wandering around. And I forget exactly what happens because they skimmed really they hard. Go, at this they point. go to the Godric's Hollow and then they go to the graveyard to visit. Because his parents. that's so Godric Godric's Hollow is where Harry's parents lived and where he was born, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and it's sort of his ancestral home. And he's like, maybe there's something there. And they like, look at a bunch of graves. Well, we also know that uh, Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's from there. So that's also important to him. It doesn't actually end up meaning anything, but he, that's like another reason he wanted to go there earlier in the book. So uh, they go to Godfrey's Hollow and there's the shape. And it's, a, and it also, it was the thing that Xenophilius Lovegood was wearing around his neck. It's a triangle with a circle and a line inside, like you're doing some sort of stupid middle school geometry problem. If you, like, figure out the, the area the, of something. The side, the angle side side theorem. Yeah. <laughs> He's all about the angle side side. Speaking yeah, of which, man. his name, Xenophilius, means, like, foreigner lover. That is what he's not, means, a Trump, yeah. he's not a Trump supporter. No, he's definitely not. 
But he does love he does because he loves the angle side side. <laughs> British people just aren't doing it for him. Not gonna get much angle side. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they they see this on a on a grave of some random dead person that you're like that can't matter but it does. It's good that everyone for this plot is from the same uh, cul-de-sac in this town in England. And every and every character is related and important somehow. Like there's there's wizarding is very incestuous. It is actually, and that's kind of the whole thing. Of the magic. <laughs> extra chromosomes. <laughs> I <finally laughs> fixed it. <laughs> they don't find out what that is yet until Ron. Comes around. No, no. So oh. at Godric Ho- Godric's Hollow, they find the old lady. They like, I told the bag shot. Yeah, they like find the old lady comes out to like see them in the graveyard, and so they go out, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's the old lady who might have known a thing." Let's oh, she go. knew Dumbledore. Yeah, well, she... I, it, there's a letter Harry finds from his mom. That she wrote to Sirius. It's like, oh, we have been having tea and crumpets with Matilda, who tells the best stories about Dumbledore. Like, would you believe? And then the second page is missing. And that's a whole thing, too. So Harry wants to talk to this woman, hear stories about Dumbledore, but also perhaps his parents. But the old lady was actually a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Not like she was like, oh, she was standing in the back. She's a snake. She's literally, she's dead. And that the, and that... Nagini, the fucking python, is impersonating an old lady or insnakenating an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate it. And and tries to kill Harry. But Hermione, because she's fucking badass, saves him like with like a bunch of really awesome spells. And then they transport what they'd like you know scotty beam me up to like a different to back to the forest apparate apparate that's the word for it you know <laughs> basically it's the transporters from star trek uh and they oh, yeah. they apparate back to the forest and well hermione does that she literally saves his ass again but she blows up his wand by mistake but his wand is broken harry's of course pissed about that even though you know Hermione saved him, and he would have been dead like 18 times over if it wasn't for he, her. He just used his wand to pick boogers anyway, because he's a fucking shit wizard. Expelliarmus of boogers. Achio boogers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they get back into the woods, and uh, I'm gonna, we're going to fast forward so I get this beer. Uh, Harry decides to go skinny dipping at night because he sees a deer ghost. <laughs> <laughs> In the winter. In the winter. That is what happens. (laughs) And he's like, who is that? I don't know who it is. Could it be some sort of trickster? Or if that's not dumb enough for you, forests are green, man. So this is uh, Trickster IPA from Green Man Brewing in in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a 7% alcohol IPA with Simcoe, Mosaic, and Eldorado hops. Their interpretation of a hazy tropical uh, IPA. It's actually okay. Uh, at some point, we we drank some of their other beers for, or I drank the beers I think for uh, Sir Wayne and the Green Knight, and those are both pretty mediocre. Uh, this is a little better than those, though. In the scheme of what some people are doing with double IPAs and shit and, and New England IPAs, this is much more conservative. So it's not. Just doesn't stand out the same way, but it's a pretty solid beer. You do get those kind of pineapple flavors from it. 
And uh, then he sees the ghost deer, and he it, it leads him to a lake, and the lake is frozen over, but he's like, I'm going to go in that lake <laughs> because smartness, and he breaks the ice. He's like, let me get, you know, I'm sure there's a spell that would make you warm or a spell that would make you dry or a spell that would make a fucking air bubble around your head because there fucking was in book four, but he doesn't do any of that. He's like, I'm going to get 100% naked and go into that lake because <laughs> the ghost deer said to. And, then he, and he does because he sees at the bottom. And he sees Excalibur sword. and becomes king of England. Yeah, right. The sword of Gryffindor, which was left to him in Dumbledore's will, but it wasn't Dumbledore's to leave. It would only present itself to a, a true Gryffindor or some bullshit. It presents itself, you know, when it's needed. But sometimes when you need ghost deer to get to the plot. Yes, is when it presents itself. Which might we might see that again later in the book. And um, he gets the sword, but of course he's like drowning, and then Ron stumbles in and saves him. Yeah, yeah. Ron magically appears, comes back, and is like, I, I miss Why are you I taking am. a cold bath? <laughs> <laughs> and Ron appears and saves him. Yeah. And he's like, thanks, Ron. Here, hit this, hit this douchebag necklace with this sword as a thanks. <laughs> like, I like hitting. You have to do it. Yeah, we need to make you feel like you're important to the plot, Ron. We're going to give you a job. I'm going to hit the necklace. Oh, yay. Goody. And then do I get the rabbits? <laughs> and then he does. And the necklace is like, ow. But first it says, but first necklace is like, you know, Ron, you know, Hermione just wants to fuck Harry. No one likes you, Ron. You're the shittiest Weasley. And he's like, no. And he slaps it with a sword and then it dies. Even Percy's better than you. <laughs> and Percy's we'll a paid. fucking little bitch. Oh, he's a big cunt sandwich. And we took him out of the book entirely, basically. But, you know. You suck more. And uh, and then it, it dies. And then they go back and hang out with Hermione. And Ron is just full on trying to finger bang her for the rest of his life, basically. Like, Sorry, the necklace made me a dick and leave. So that's why I did it. Totally. Totally the necklace Good thing. fault. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's weird that Harry heard that necklace say that stuff about Hermione and me wanting to bang you. It's like Voldemort is so evil, wow, right? Why would he say that? Dick. Trying to, you know, instill conflict in us. <laughs> he loves to sow discord. Uh, so then. <laughs> and then Harry accidentally says the word Voldemort. Oh, right. Oh, well, before that, the, Ron, they're like, how did you find us? Because that special light go off device I have helped me find you because. The, the Deluminator has a special extra job it does besides collecting lights, but it could somehow just let you hear your friends' voices from far away when you want to masturbate to them. And I don't really know what practical purpose that served at any other time in Dumbledore's life. He's like, I need to make a tool that does that <laughs> and then give it to a 15-year-old boy. But he He's does. Like, well, I guess that means Dumbledore knew I was going to get pissy and leave. He's like, well, he also knew he would want to come back. He's like... Yeah, but he also Except knew that. Except that totally follows because it's Ron. It's just like all your secret thing was just like undoing your fuck up. It wasn't even good for like overall. It was just like so you can like get out of being a dick. <laughs> yeah, just get out, get out of dick free channel. Uh, get out, get out, ah, fuck, get out of dick free card. 
So then Harry accidentally says Voldemort, which is weird because he's been saying that word relentlessly for the last six books, and it didn't matter. Well, they told you know, him every time this one that they've jinxed it or put a put a magic curse on it now. Right. So if you say it, but that's actually a really stupid curse because most people didn't say his name. Well, no, that's the thing because the people who uh, are true. actually yeah, afraid of Voldemort wouldn't say it. But people who were like in the Order of the Phoenix are like, fuck you, Voldemort. Aha, you said Voldemort. You must be in the Order <laughs> of the, the Phoenix. And then then they get caught somehow. This is blurry. And I then was, because Harry said Voldemort, Fenrir Greyback and other goonish Death Eaters apparate disapparate no apparate apparate what no uh, they uh, they appear poof right next to the apparators. right next to the magical tent <laughs> and then capture them and he's kind of he's clearly like really rapey that guy oh yeah like, he is like uh, that girl i want that girl but because it's a young girl. adult book <laughs> yeah it's a little creepy so uh and they're captured and then they're they're taken to um Fucking Malfoy's house, right? Yeah. Where the, we've seen scenes throughout the book where the, Voldemort's kind of hanging out there a lot of the time because the Malfoys have a sweet mansion. We actually, didn't we, haven't we skipped the entire section where they learn about the Deathly Hallows? Oh, well, because yes, they go to, comes they back, go to yeah. Luna's house. But Luna's Does not there. Does that happen before this or after? Yeah, I, I think it's before. Happens. Also, because Ron's the one who's like, yeah, everyone knows that, that that is. Why did you guys ask me for once? I would have had In the an answer. last six books, what that is. Well, they didn't even know to ask it. But they see the shape and they see it all over. And if they had just asked Ron, he would have been able to help that one time. But he wasn't there. So he couldn't. And so they learn what the Deathly Hallows are, which are... So it's this whole legend about three brothers who met death on the road and wrote and death gave them each a gift because death does that. Uh, and each give one, Fables. one brother got a cape that turns you invisible. How convenient. One got a stone that can bring people back to life from death. And one got the most powerful wand in the world. Called, except that people do like it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's called the Elder Wand. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Elder Wand. Because well, each brother wanted a different way to like best death. Someone was like, "I will never be beaten in a fight." One guy's like, "I'll just bring back people from the dead whenever I want to." The other guy's like, "Death will never find me." And of course, the legend, the moral of the story is that being the violent person is bad because violence just gets more violence and someone else will try to kill you when they will eventually. The bringing people back from the dead is just a bad idea. And the guy who hides from death, he lives a really long life and is happy and eventually he meets death and they are equals. And that's kind of the story. But just a nice little story she made up there. Sure, yeah. 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 And then uh, Xenophilius Love is like, well, some people think these are actually real and it's not just a uh, children's story and the Deathly Hallows are making the frogs gay because he's like an <laughs> Al- the Alex Jones guy of the wizarding world. <laughs> and, uh, but of course he snitches out Harry Potter and they're at his house and then 
they like make something explode, right? The, 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 the horn the of the crumple horn snorkax, which is actually not a crumple horn snorkax. It's actually a different thing that Hermione could identify because she's a fucking genius. Yeah, she's the only one who knows what's going on in every And it scene. explodes. They just have to shoot one pussy spell at it. And it just explodes and they escape. And then, all right, anyway, eventually, eventually they end up in the Malfoy's house, right? And, and they're, they're like, uh, they're going to fucking torture us. They're going to kill us. This is probably not good. Let's make Harry's face all smushy so they can't tell who he is. And Hermione shoots him with, like, a punch spell. So his face is just lumpy and you can't tell who he is anymore. And then there's Ollivander, the wand maker there, because Dumbledore, uh, Voldemort is trying to find something out about wands, which... And Grip Hook the Goblin. Yeah, who we've not really seen in a long time in the series, except since book one, really. Uh, he was a, the banker that. Which is not at all money. a stereotype. Not, for, definitely for the not. the chosen no. people. <laughs> yeah, their big hook noses and love of unleavened yeah, the, bread. The more you read about that, <laughs> like, the more you think, like, this is, this is kind of fucked up. I think. I mean, I, I think, unfortunately, the stereotype of Jews and money is so strong that if you had any group of people in this in a series, even a fantasy thing, that they are, like, the bankers of that world, your mind is instantly going to go there. And you're like, really? They're the Jews of the book? Like, it's just going to happen. <laughs> and then, when she's like, and they eat gefilte, <laughs> and, they, and they don't, the banks are all closed on Saturdays. But, you know... She might not have been doing herself any favors by making, like, hook-nosed little creature things. But they're, like, green goblins, right? Like, not they, green. In the movie, they look like... I mean, it was just that's in my head what goblins look like. I don't know. I only think of real goblins when I think of goblins. <laughs> 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 not these goblins she fucking that's made a, up. These bullshit goblins. <laughs> Hashtag not my goblin. But I think... Um, I don't know if she ever, like, really describes what the goblins look like. Besides, they're just other another type of midget, you know? Kind of, like, weird dwarf yeah. thing. But they're good with money. And they want their daughters to marry doctors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she made clearly Jewish stereotypes. Okay, fine. <laughs> so Hermione is like tortured at this point. Like, is that Harry Potter? And he's like, no. Uh, so, but through some ridiculous series of events, they managed to Harry and Luna and ma- managed to like both get out of the fucking dungeon cellar with Ollivander. Oh, I know. They they call Dobby. He, like, has this, like, weird mirror thing that has an eyeball in it, and it's like, oh, that looks like Dumbledore, but it isn't. It's like, help us. We're stuck in the... We're trapped in the basement of the Malfoys. And then they like, Dobby shows up, who can somehow apparate there. Because house elf magic is different from wizard magic. And they can basically yes. do whatever the fuck Obviously. They want. Why did we not except know that be already? Free. Well, they don't want to yeah, be free. Except be free. Except Dobby. Dobby, like, rescues everybody, but somehow gets stabbed in the process and then dies. Because Bellatrix Lestrange throws a knife at him. Because, you know, they have fucking magic, but she still also throws knives. Also, they make a, they make a worm tail or worm tongue, whatever his name was, uh, uh, strangle himself with his, with his Robocop hand. Voldemort did because he like stopped strangling Harry and so his magic hand turned on him and strangled himself instead. 
All right, so then he, he chokes himself to death. They escape. Bellatrix restrains throws a knife, and she has the best aim in the world because as they apparate into fucking thin air, she manages to hit the smallest one of Although, them. You know what? I've got to give someone props for finally just stabbing someone. Like, no magic, no, like, spells and reversals and stuff. Just, just stab him with a knife. It's much easier. It's true. Like, if they just gotten, like, a pistol, they could have taken out Voldemort, like, in book two. <laughs> just shoot him in the face. Like, oh, we can't hear it. Halfway it's, through book one. Just, like, shoot, yeah, shoot that other guy in the back of the face. Yeah, head. shoot that one guy in the head. Quirrell? Quirrell, yeah. It'd be a much shorter series. <laughs> the end. Fuck magic. <laughs> <laughs> So then they uh, they escape to like the seaside cottage or something like that, right? Is that where they go yep. to? And uh, Dobby dies, and Harry earns Griphook's trust by making a little grave for Dobby. You know, not not purposefully, but he purposely he uh, he's just he buries so Dobby, and he and he does it by hand, not with magic. That he treats Dobby with dignity, and Griphook, you know, because the goblins are also a different species, obviously, than the humans or the elves. There's all this like, interspecies racism shit that they all seem to hate wizards because the wizards are kind of assholes to everyone else. And But he sees that like, you are different, Harry Potter. You are not like every other wizard because you used a shovel and you carved by hand. Here lies Dobby, a free elf or whatever the fuck it was on the rock. And then he agrees to help them on their next harebrained scheme. So to go into Gringotts. There's a lot and... less. Oh, there's a lot more. Oh, God. So, so anyway. They, fucking, they keep getting poor curses. We, we want to go through all of it? I don't know. No, I think we don't. Everyone wants to just drink their beers. Yep. So <laughs> long story short, they end up back at Hogwarts, and they have to find the rest of the horcruxes, which they quickly surmise are, of course, the most important objects in the wizarding world and the heads of each of the houses, uh, their personal favorite things. I guess before they go to Hogwarts, they go to the bank, and then they go to Hogwarts. The bank, yeah, yeah, the, and bank has a really cool scene, and the movie does a really cool version of it. But they fucking the dragon, and they fucking go in, and they go to Bellatrix Lestrange's vault, which has another stupid magic spell on it, where if you touch a coin, you get three. And all the goblins are like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> so they find like Helga Hufflepuff's cup or something like that, and they get it, of course, and then they. I can break it because they can now. And then uh, they ride the dragon for a while, which is not about doing opium. But then they have, after they're done doing that, it's like a crazy adventure. That also is another imposter scene where they all are just fucking polyjuice potion up the ass. In book two, it was so hard to make polyjuice potion. And now they're just constantly well, Hermione doing got it. better at it. So what happens after the dragon? Can I drink a little well, I have a, I have a beer. Uh, actually, but we can both drink them. Fuck it. You have a lot. No, I got two more, but I got, I got specific. This one is called, Can It Be All So Simple? And it's by Interborough <laughs> Spirits and Ales. And it's a Strata IPA. I don't know what that means. Mike, maybe you know. Strata is a type oh, of Okay. It's just a, okay. I thought maybe it was like a type of beer then. Six and a half percent. It's nice. It's light. Kind of airy. Not overwhelmingly flavorful, but uh, it's nice. I like it. It's not crazy. Uh, it's not the best I've ever had, but it's something I would drink and be okay with. Strata typically you get like a mango flavor, passion fruit kind of Maybe. flavor. It's it's pretty low key. So why why this beer? Uh, what does this have because to do? they spend all this time 
you know, looking for these magic objects. Like, what could what could he be hiding his soul in? You know, we have to get these. They could be anything. And oh, it's all the most famous objects in wizard wizardry. That that's it. And he picks. Even though he was a dick and he hated school, he was like, "Let me pick one thing from each house of the school." I Except Gryffindor, to. where he the sword is used to kill them because they're the good guys, of course. Uh, and also, most of these objects are hard to find, or like the 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 tiara of Ravenclaw, or the, the diadem of Ravenclaw, uh, was lost to time. And all he had to do later on is ask the ghost, like, "Hey, where is it?" It's like it's over there. Okay. You actually saw it earlier in the book, the yeah, series. Yeah, like, they've all been, like, they they find all the objects, find out what they are. They're all the easiest thing. He could have picked, like, an old shoe and, like, threw it in a dump <laughs> in New Jersey, and they'd never find it. It would just never be found. <laughs> I know it's, like, an no. ego thing. Like, they explained away, like, he would never put it in something dumb, but, like, it's a bad plan to make it, like, if I, if, like, if I was here, like, it's the Washington Monument, uh... <laughs> the KFC original recipe recipe and you know just like <laughs> worldwide renowned objects not just like uh, an ashtray yeah. <laughs> whatever the no, American Voldemort is, is just Washington's like, false teeth yes. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's spectacles Basically anything in the National Treasure franchise if those were all the Horcruxes to be like yeah, pick something yeah, no one would find <laughs> And then they, then he finds them all, even though they've been lost to time, uh, within uh, uh, like one battle. Best of John Tesh CD. Oh yeah, like, no one will no, ever touch that. It's, it's, it's at an old Fye somewhere. No one's <laughs> gonna find it, and he's gonna be immortal. He'll never die. Instead, he puts it in the stuff that everyone's like. Once you figure out like two, you're like, oh, I see what he did. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's an obvious pattern. But also, like he he took great pains to protect the locket. But then, like, the diadem, he's just like, I'll just leave that in this room of garbage. <laughs> that's also, that's that's just as good. I have a thing with a zombie army and the old soup, and it makes <laughs> you see things. That's, that's whatever it is, the cave soup, the fucking wizard gazpacho that you have to drink. <laughs> and he's got that. Or I could put it in this pile of shit that looks like a, a fucking teenage girl's bedroom here. It's like, that's a fucking crown and a wig and a bunch of old panties and a shelf. That's where I'm just going to put it in that pile of shit over there, too. Just as effective. The diadem was in the, the room of requirement. Requirement. Where they have a showdown with the evil Slytherins again during the final battle where, where extraneous characters are oh, killed yeah. left and right. So I really felt like the first half of the book, which is the all apart before the Battle of Hogwarts, was really slow. And suddenly it's like, it's like they spent years looking for three of the Horcruxes. And then they find the last four in 15 minutes. Well, they, they already know that and two then or three are already destroyed. Book. Okay. Yeah, the ring has been I'm destroyed. I'm exaggerating a little oh, bit. But, but no, I just you are mean right, like though. searching for the Horcruxes is like the first huge part of the book. And it's a pretty long book. And then they find... The lost diadem of Ravenclaw, or whatever, in a matter of seconds, even though it's been lost to time forever. And it was like, that's dumb. And then once they do that, now it's on. Now it's the final battle. Now Voldemort is here. Oh, God. And it's kind of like the first part was slow. Second part, a billion things happen. But we also skipped how uh, Ron magically learns to speak Snake. 
just to destroy one well, he, of the he things. He remembered what Harry said the one time. He just he just came, he made hissing sounds with his mouth until it worked. That was so fucking. I mean, dumb. you can only it's one that sound. Was really, it's only dumb. Got so many variations. You're eventually going to get it by accident. And, and Hermione's just like, just it's so Hasa Hasa, not Hasa Hasa. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was really dumb. Like, Ron just comes like, oh, it's all right. I already took care of it. I just remembered how to make snake noises with my mouth. And then I, I found an old tooth, and I used that <laughs> to break the thing. And it's all good, Harry. Please be my friend. Hermione, please touch my penis. And they're all like, maybe, Ron. And he's like, good enough. And that happens. And everyone's just like, yeah, that, that seemed awfully convenient. Because the entirety of book six was spent finding out, like, does Voldemort even have these Horcrux things? Oh, yeah, he does. Let's find one. Oh, it killed Dumbledore to find the one. Dude, that soup Let's was trust really these kids hot. To get the rest. <laughs> no, I, I need cr- cr- croutons at least something. <laughs> Crushed black pepper, anything. Just, just like, like chop some saw. parsley and put it on the top. Just sprinkle it on the top, please. <laughs> more, more parmesan. This French onion is intense. Why is this cave bowl so insulated? With all the wind. <laughs> the spoon. Uh, okay, so then it's the Battle of Hogwarts. And then, okay, there's a lot of stuff that happens. A lot of it is very, very important. But first, they have a beer. They have to. They have to. The first, they have to have a beer before you they do have that. have to have a beer. You know. okay. And this is called Good Night, Dark Sky. His things are looking pretty bad. Uh, pretty yeah. dark. This is also from Finback, a collaboration with Douglas, who made Fudge, a beer we've had before. <laughs> and this is uh, Imperial uh, Stout. It's a lump alcohol made with chocolate, vanilla, and coconut. It really, really tastes like chocolate. Sorry, your shitty chocolate porter that Nate had. Yeah. This has all the chocolate. It tastes like chocolate syrup was added directly to this. It's, it's delightful. It's perfect for a fucking July day where you're sw- flop sweating out your tits to have an 11% alcohol chocolate beer. It's delicious. It's so... It's a testament to how good it is. I'll continue drinking it even though each sip adds like a gallon to the amount of water floating around my tank right now. It's sloshing. It's, it's, so, it's so much moisture. Harry, if it was winter, Harry would want to go skinny dip in it and find a locket or something. And find a sword. It's more of a dagger. I'm not going to brag, but it's, you know, he's fine. <laughs> All right, so the Battle of Hogwarts, it's fucking on. Every character you ever met in this series ever is somehow coming back here for this battle. Shit's getting real. Except none of it really matters. <laughs> except, <laughs> except the scene where Harry overhears, because how convenient... Like every the book. Dialogue between Voldemort and Snape. And Voldemort is like, but you have the wand. Cause you are the one who actually defeated Dumbledore. You have the elder wand, not me. That's why my wand hasn't worked. So he uh sets his snake <laughs> to kill <laughs> Snape. Oh, I think in the one of the Fantastic Beast movies, they the snake was a person yeah. that like got turned into a lady. An Asian lady, of course, going for some nice dragon lady stereotypes there. There was some of that talk on the Twitter, yeah. So, the snake bites Snape 
and of course poisons him and he dies and he's about to die. But then Voldemort leaves and just before Snape dies, Snape hands Harry a fucking beaker of silver liquid. He conjures liquid. it out of thin air. Okay, he's like, yeah, let yeah. me just beaker. Yeah. Well, they do do magic. Take yes. this. Do do magic is right. <laughs> Take this. Anyway, this is this is a very key part. So, and then Harry is like, oh, this is this is a memory from the pensive. Oh, wait, I know where one of those is. It's in the headmaster's office. And then he, Snape dies. He's just like, bleh. <laughs> Fuck was, you. Look at, look at me. Yeah. Because Harry's going to shit talk him a little bit one more time. He's like, you suck, dude. <laughs> and he's like, look at me. And he stares Harry in the eye because Harry has the same eyes as his mother. And, and Snape wanted a jacket one last S- time. Snape is an eye guy. That's what he's into. He's like, oh, look at those pupils. And then uh, Harry is like, huh, that, I think this is for the pensive. So he runs up to the headmaster's office and is able to get in because, you know, war is happening. Well, so they're, they're having like, a whole door. They're off right now because they're like, if you send us Harry, we won't kill everybody. You have, like, some time. An hour or something, yeah. Time yeah. for plot reasons. So <laughs> Harry can watch subjective years worth of memories, you know, in the space of twenty minutes. Anyway, goes to the goes to the headmaster's office, puts the dumps the beaker in the pensive, and then like watches all the memories, which you know completely changed the way you thought of Snape, you know, for the entire series. Whereas uh, Snape was always a greasy haired asshole, but yeah. he <laughs> loved <laughs> Lily. Like, he actually knew Lily, Lily James from when she was, you know, young and always loved her very much. Uh, and then knew she was a witch, even though in Petunia was always a, always an asshole. You know, that doesn't change. <laughs> it has this all, it goes through all of these memories where it turns out that Snape was so upset when Voldemort killed Lily, that he goes to the other side. He switches sides and goes to Dumbledore and says, oh, uh, how could he do that? Oh, no. And then Snape becomes a double agent the entire time. So that Snape was actually on Dumbledore's side, but pretending to be a Death Eater this entire time. But yet he still hates Harry because Harry is just such a fucking arrogant asshole like his well, father. Who was a bully. He was a oh, yeah. prick, that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. D- fucking James Potter was the... F- no, what was his name? Yeah, yeah, James Potter. Yeah, James Potter. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what Lily's maiden name is. Yeah, it's what's her maiden name? It's not James. <laughs> Lily James. That's, that's something totally that sounded different. Right. That's, that's definitely... That's a, that's a foreign actor name. <laughs> I forget what her name was, yeah. It does. Uh, Lily, uh, Lily, Lily was... So James Potter was, like, Smith. just the biggest asshole, and Harry is close enough to that 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 Snape still hates him which totally understandable well because he looks just like the father except he has his mother's eyes right so he's like you're just a miniature version of that guy who was mean to me but now I could be mean to you and as long as you stay alive apparently that's good enough for Dumbledore he has no oversight over what I do to you and I'll just be a real fucking cunt for six and a half years and it reveals Dumbledore's ultimate plot for Harry. And and Snape, too, as much as he hates Harry uh, on like a superficial, because of what Harry represents or whatever, 
It's like, you're raising him like a lamb for the slaughter. I think is what he says. And he's like, that's not cool, Dumbledore. Like, just because you're a really good, smart man doesn't mean you're like... He kind of like accuses him of basically being Dr. Osmandius from uh, Watchmen. <laughs> you know, like you're just using him as a pawn to, in your bigger mission and not even thinking about him as a human. And Dumbledore's like, don't question me. Do you know how much hot soup I've had to get here? <laughs> Fix my fix my burnt hand, and uh, and then and then you learn that Snape only actually killed a Dumbledore because Dumbledore made told him, him to promise. Said you do it, don't make a kid do it because Voldemort's a prick. Mm. And he'll to- he's like an African warlord. He'll make a child soldier do it, which was the intention. It was like either going to make Draco Malfoy do it, and do it, it would allow Snape to win the Elder Wand and not somebody else yeah and then it's like a whole fucking stupid thing this domino rally of who owns the fucking wand really (laughs) that harry is like well technically i disarmed this one guy who shook the hand of the man who had a wand well that 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 comes in later that comes in but but that is the that was that's what happens yeah but all right so then uh harry's like oh wow i was completely wrong about snape he was actually not that bad He's actually a good guy. Too bad he was still an asshole to me this entire time. Yeah, like, for no real good reason. Yeah. It's just, it's like, dude, I was still 14. He was just a bitch. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. Snape's anyway, a, Snape is a bitch. So then Harry realizes, like, I have to die because the only way to defeat Voldemort is for me to die because when... My mom died, and she cast that spell. My scar became one of Voldemort's Horcruxes. So that's why I can speak with snakes. That's, that's why I can speak parcel tongue, and that's why I can sometimes see into Voldemort's mind, and he can see into mine. And so I just have to go die. The only way to save all my friends and all the other people who have done this is to go and just let Voldemort kill me. So I'm going to do it. And he does. And he realizes then that the snitch, which has been showing the message, I open at the close, which is like, what a fucking shitty riddle. <laughs> it, it is, oh, because when you're going to die, that's the close, I guess. And, you know, not when Ron was suggesting, maybe it means when you put on your pants. But <laughs> different, different clothes, Ron, not those clothes. Oh. <laughs> so then... Uh, he's like, I'm about to die. And he talks to the snitch and the snitch is like, oh, now it's time. And inside he gets the ring, the resurrection stone ring thing. And he talks to his dead parents and stuff. It's like fucking Return of the Jedi. There's a whole bunch of just ghosts hanging around him. It's actually a very touching scene because when Harry accepts that he has to die and then he like talks to his parents for the first time ever. And his parents are like, we're right with we're right here with you, man. You know, except you know we won't actually die this time. Yeah, so it'll it'll hurt. You're so brave, Harry. And I and also we're ghosts. We've seen some shit, like what you did with Hermione's panties when you thought she was asleep. Not cool, Harry. <laughs> you can't cosplay Bane with underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the flames! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then he goes to die, and then Voldemort kills him instantly. 
It's like fucking kill that kid. <laughs> Boom! It just shoots him in the head with a light, with you know, like a, a magic magic shot. But not a gun. Which in the movies, uh, I know we're, we're book club, but I have seen the movies. I just find it obnoxious how much how you how the Ray Fines yells the spell always. He's a very very excited. He's like a he's like a scared man in a nursing home. He just shouts it every time. He thought he had coronavirus. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so then Harry Harry's dead, sort of. Not better. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is a pretty dumb connection as well. This is from Other Half. Oh, there's a couple connections there. It's Other Half. It's a session IPA, 4.7% alcohol called Forever Ever, because that's usually what death means. But in this case, not quite. And also, Harry goes to like the other, he's another another side of things, the other, the other half. And he wakes up in a, uh, like King's Cross Station or something like that. A... Very white King's Cross station. And uh, and all the racist Death Eaters are like, yeah, very white. That's what we want. <laughs> but then he <laughs> he uh, is there, and there's a, a weird scar baby on the floor, like a baby made of chopped meat or something, and Dumbledore. And they have a conversation, and they kind of clear the air and go through everything. And there's a lot of exposition. Basically, Dumbledore is like, explains it, like, yeah, dude, this was the only way. And you're so great, Harry. And, Thank God uh, you had Hermione, or this shit would have like just not flown after like year two. <laughs> like she saved you. You're important because we can't switch you out. But you could not have done this all. N- no chance. Because the books are named after you, so you know you 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 would have died when that fucking ogre came in book two. Harry and, Potter uh, and Hermione saves it. them from the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Um, but then I, I thought the ending, I thought it was cute when Harry's like, this is all in my head, isn't it? And then of course I get true, like Dumbledore kind of lies like, that doesn't make it any less real, does it? Like, Whoa, what does that mean? Where was Harry? It's like he's in the, that scene in the Matrix. We're all living in a simulation. <laughs> That's why they have magic. Magic isn't real. We're living in a world where there is magic. Of course it's not real. Absurd. Shit. Machines are harvesting them for their energy food. because they blow it out the sun. <laughs> uh, so Mike, how is that beer? Did you even... Have any? Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Beer. You know what? For a session IPA, it's pretty good. I'm gonna. It has that almost oniony kind of taste that you get in IPA sometimes. That earthy, earthy note from certain certain hops. I forget which hop that is. We learned that on an episode. You know, one of the last fucking two hundred. Wait, wait, no. One one of the last one hundred and fifty-five. It's been more than that because we did that whole month of short stories. Yeah, we did, yeah. We have so much content. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, for a session IPA, I actually like this. Uh, I was kind of dreading it. I bought a four-pack of it when they were delivering in my neighborhood a while ago. Oh, just when, when this was recorded or released a while ago. Um, and I drank, and I was like, ah, session IPA. Boring. I'm going to get day drunk on these 10% triple IPAs. And uh, so I just wanted to use it for the podcast. But it's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good session IPA. Other half does some... Some bomb ass IPAs. So uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So then um, Harry wakes up, but it's uh, what's his name? What's her name? Malfoy's mom. Narcissa. Of course, because they're vain, rich assholes. And yeah, the names she... are always like almost too on point. Like her parents gave her that name. They knew she was going to be a fucking bitch. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. And so then she's like, don't Voldemort, who's again, the fucking, now that, especially now that Dumbledore is dead, Voldemort's the greatest wizard in the world, right? He's the most powerful guy ever, though he only controls like South England. <laughs> but he is the guy. <laughs> like, he, she, like, I, I have all of Parliament under my control now. Like, it's fucking bullshit what his empire is. And he can't even ascertain from a distance of 20 feet or figure it out. He's like, is that kid dead? Go over there and check if that kid's dead. Like, there must be a spell. Like, yeah, right? You know, check I, if that kid's dead. Earmus. Yeah, <laughs> he does, like, do some sort of spell on him to, like, hurt him and lift him and throw him around. But Harry, like, is such a good actor that he doesn't react. Well, because he wants to then parade him around. But he goes to, he makes Narcissa, so, like, she tells instantly, oh, he's not dead. But she said, is Malfoy, is my son safe or something like that? And he's like, yes. His fat friend is dead, but he's cool. And he's still a piece of shit, and I hate him, but he's alive, unfortunately. (laughs) I wish he was fucking dead. Your son, who is the magical personification of white privilege, (laughs) is alive and well. (laughs) uh, And she's like, he's totally dead, Voldemort. And Voldemort, who can, you know, tell when people are lying. And he's just like, I'm going to believe you. I did like that when they um, were preparing for the battle. And McGonagall is like getting ready, like, hey, we're gonna get all the kids out of here, we're gonna protect everybody. Slytherin, just get the fuck out. Just go. Like, I'm tired of like pretending that you guys are anything but the bad guys in this book. Like, get the fuck out. And she also makes Peeves do some work. It's like, Peeves, you have been throwing dog turds at people for a century and just fucking for shit fucking up. Eight centuries. It's like you need to finally do something good. Because we have magic and we tolerated you because reasons, but we need you to fix it now. And he's like, all right, I'll be a good boy. Because you're, you're giving me permission to be an unhinged asshole. And he does. And he like throws chamber pots at people or something. And then everyone thinks, and then Voldemort is like, Harry Potter is dead. And everyone's so sad. And he makes... Hagrid carry him, but Harry is like still pretending to be dead. He's playing dead. And then a bunch of things happen. And then suddenly (laughs) Harry is like, no, wait, I'm alive. And everyone is like, fuck you. And And then they have this. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this big battle. JK. And then, and then Neville Longbottom jumps out and kills the, kills the snake. Because he pulls the sword of Gryffindor out of his ass or something. No, out out of the out of the wizard hat. The That's sorting. right. The sorting hat. The sorting hat. The sorting hat is like there because he's gonna like do something, and then the sword falls out of it again because you know. That's what hats do. We know how hats <laughs> just take sword dumps every once in a while. And they also like they cut away from it, but definitely off screen or off page. He said, "I sorted that out." <laughs> And they're like, hats off to you, Neville. He just stood there for 10 minutes coming up with different catchphrases to say, we're like, Neville, we, we're, the fight's still going on. It's like, okay, God, I've got more. Oh, it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in the 80s. <laughs> it just says like a lie. And then <laughs> Neville Chamberlain grabs the sword of Gryffindor <laughs> out, of the, out of the sorting hat and chops off the snake's head because that's a sentence that makes sense. And he's uh, like, let's appease the, let's appease Voldemort, though. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's Neville, Neville Chamberlain, sorry. If it was Aaron Neville, I was like, I'm going to cut off his head. <laughs> wow, that is a red 
<laughs> you know that guy, Harry Neville, that's how he sings. That's really ridiculous. <laughs> it's one of those things, whenever, like, uh, when I'm hanging out with my in-laws, like, their Spotify playlist is, like, you know, old songs. And, and when I'm drunk, that comes on. I'm like, oh, this is oh, this is going to be fun now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just sing like Aaron Neville for the next hour and a half. So your wife's mad at you. You guys know what that's about. Yes. Jimmy, you're married. <laughs> He's like, stop, stop with Aaron Neville. <laughs> you know I hate Aaron Neville. <laughs> but you're like, <laughs> As soon as this is done, they go listen to some Aaron Neville. We're not... We're pretty terrible, but it's not that it's, far. It's almost like a caricature of himself. Really yeah. <laughs> it's like an infinite caricature feedback <laughs> loop. It just gets more ridiculous. So then uh, Neville Longbottom, like his name is Big Ass. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> I mean, he's still British and a white, so he's just long rather than big. Does he, do you think he still like wear like, special pants to fit <laughs> that in? Like he still like tuck his butt cheeks into it? He just he just wears like, Jenkos. It, do they like sag like like uh, like tails on a fucking tuxedo? <laughs> it's butt cheeks just flap on the wind. That's what I think of as a long bottom. All right, anyway, <laughs> he kills the snake. Was the snake and the snake was a Horcrux, yes. right? Yeah, I, I can't remember what fucking eight Horcruxes. I looked them up over and over Horcrux. again, but she's the last one after Harry. Right, because oh, because there's also a piece left in Voldemort. He, right, he himself. I mean, is just I guess like like I guess he just by default is a horse crux because he's got a piece of it, but he's you know he's just him then. Right, it's a the ring book that was like a million books ago. Yeah, I had to look it up a bunch the of cup, times. The locket, the snake, Harry. There's Voldemort. There's one more I'm forgetting, but it doesn't fucking oh the diamond. Yeah. yeah, that's it. All right, so then then uh, Harry and uh, Voldemort have a big showdown because they have to have a wizard fight and. Harry then reveals through Rube Goldberg logic why the Elder Wand is actually his. And everyone's like, yeah, that totally makes all, all the sense in the world because the wizard world is stupid. And he's like, because I disarmed this guy. Was it Malfoy? I disarmed yeah, Malfoy in his Malfoy. basement. And Malfoy killed Dumbledore. Dumbledore was the possessor of the wand. I actually own the wand, even though you're holding the wand in your hand and you're like a million times the wizard I am. That wand is going to only do what I want. But then their 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 wands also have like the same core that comes from Fox's asshole, <laughs> Cloak, excuse me. And then they have like a weird, like a weird, uh, like Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams thing where... <laughs> They're just shooting energy beams at each other, and they meet. Well, he he expelliarmus is one last time. But of course, yeah, Voldemort shoots out the "I'm going to kill the Merc" spell, yeah. and then Harry shoots out the slap fight spell. Yeah. And it, you know, because he's the good guy, and he can't do it, but it bounces back because magic, and it kill he kills himself. Harry didn't do it; he's not the bad guy still. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And there's all sorts of fighting. The Weasley's mom shows up at school, and she is she killed Bellatrix Lestrange. Yes, and she called her a fucking bitch or something bitch. in the she book. She does call her a bitch. Yeah, but that's after you know, Fred dies. Yeah, they do kill one twin. So one of the twins die. Yeah, is that the only Weasley that dies? I thought another one dies. Uh, no, he's the no, only Weasley. The only one. But uh, Remus and Tonks die, and uh, like five minutes after she gave birth, though. So there's another yeah. orphan that Harry's like, oh, that's gonna be rough. 
a whole bunch of characters that I don't give a flying fuck about die. I did like that they had um the the crystal ball lady Trelawney just throwing crystal balls off the ledge and like just braining people with heavy rocks. <laughs> like fuck magic, I'm just going to kill people with with concussions. It's it, did, it worked. She kill, she didn't kill him, but he got smashed and knocked out the uh, rape werewolf guy. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a cool scene. They have the, the knights and the, the suits oh, of armor. Like, go out there and... Or several giants. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things. Like, Voldemort always... You know, he always get the giants right on his side because they're useful Kill somehow. People, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Voldemort's dead and everyone weeps over their dead. And then there's the fucking lamest shit, the uh, epilogue, where 17 years later, years later, 19 years later, and they're like, all right, kids, you're going to school now, which means they really didn't wait a long time before having children, because your kids go when you're like 11. Well, you know, so, uh, people that get together out of trauma, they just kind of got to get that shit going. Also, there's no wizard college, so. And they're all dropouts, so tip, typical people who don't finish high school. They're like, Let's just fuck up our chances more. And uh, they they have a... You know, now they're all adults, and of course, because they can't conceive of dating around, Ron and Hermione are married, and they have a kid whose name, like, Ron named him, so his name is like, <laughs> and then there's Harry and Jenny, who he makes out with occasionally in the book, and they have a kid who's named Albus Severus, or Severus, or whatever the fuck is his name, and, um, you know, and, and then that little boy is all like, meh, and Harry's like, you're named after the two bravest men I ever met because uh, that's why you can't be a pussy. And, uh, and <laughs> that was kind of it. And don't be a pussy and could be in Slytherin. And he's like, you only need to know two spells, kid. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I've managed to find a pretty hot ginger bitch, and um, she's into all sorts of stuff because she was neglected because she's got like... 18 brothers and stuff. So life could be good with two spells. And also he sees Luke, uh, Malfoy, who they all have kids that are like the exact same fucking age. And Malfoy's kid is named like Scorpion. Yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. Like, all right, let me get my kid. I, I need to like really downplay the death eater <laughs> thing I used to do. Let me go mild. I'm thinking Scorpion for my son. And then someone was like, yeah, that's totally... No one that, will that's ever a think normal you were name. a bad guy. <laughs> it's like every every class there is like there's like five Scorpios. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I'm gonna be Scorpio M, Scorpion M because there's another Scorpion Dad. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's like real subtle, dude. Like your name is Dragon. <laughs> your son is Scorpion. No one will ever think we were bad people, son. Now go run and tell your sister sympathizer that it's okay. <laughs> and that's basically how it ends. Yep, Ron shoots his pants it. there because he sees the choo-choo <laughs> and it made a loud noise. And Hermione's like the fucking president probably or whatever, prime yeah. minister. And, well, in uh, the cursed child, she's she is, yeah. minister of her magic. That makes sense. Uh, she's a fucking suit. And Ron is a custodian. <laughs> Ron is official. <laughs> to Ron is official <laughs> minister chocolate taster. This one also tastes like chocolate. <laughs> Good one, Ron. Okay. Uh, Ron, that was poo poo. Uh oh. You got that one wrong, this Ron. Tastes like chocolate. Too. <laughs> this chocolate has corn in it. So, all right. And then is it Ron's full the name? Is Ron is short for wrong. 
Fucking <laughs> should. I think they get for some reason every character has a mil, a bunch of middle names, and you find them. Uh, oh, they Oregon has a middle name, I should say. And you find it out. Ron's middle name is something. He's like Ronald, like unwanted Weasley. I forget what his middle name is, but you actually find out what it is when the wills get read. Billius. Billius. Okay, so as much as as much as we just like so we've just finished all seven Harry Potter books. Props to us. We're finally done. We finished it. Yay. Great. Mm. My my first question is like, well, how was it overall? Fucking like, loved it. It's great. It's young adult for especially for young adult novels, fantastic. Far and away for young adult novels, probably the best. Yeah. No, it it was really good. Like in and my next question was gonna be like, well, does it hold up? You know, because Mike, you read it when you were like fucking first when you were like nine years old and stuff like that. Just about, yeah. I started in seventh grade. Uh, was when the first three were out, and they all of a sudden started to become popular. So that yeah. was, I was in seventh grade. Nate was what fifty one at the time. Uh, no, was, no, I was much older than that. Nate, Nate was uh, close to retirement. He was like, "When I retire, I'll start them." So, Mike, you first you read them when they were like current. And I'm yeah. sure I read this book the day it came out. I did. Actually, I remember, I mean, the day, by the time this one came out, though, since I started in seventh grade, and they were two. So these came out, and I, I think we talked about this at some point, but basically the first three were out because they came out like 95, 96, and I was in seventh grade. I guess it's like 1998 or something like that. And they, those three were available. And then it was like the fourth book is coming out in the year 2000 or something like that. It's like, oh, my God, I have to wait fucking years and then that came out I that's like that half out. my life yeah so that's like the, actually that's the end of seventh grade so it would be 2000 so i, I must have been maybe 1999 started anyway and then it was every two years so by the time the last one came out i was a college student and i had a dumb job working at a supermarket so i uh fortunately at that point i had been promoted to supervisor thank you very much so i got to wear a different color vest and at my little supervisor desk, the day it came out, we just, I had already bought a copy and had it at home and read it for hours the night before. But at work, they had copies for sale. And I just took one and was reading it at my desk there the day it came out. Like I was like, I don't give a shit about these groceries anyway. <laughs> and I was reading like, every possible moment I had. I was reading the books. I, I consumed them. And then I went back and reread them several times now. So there's uh, no sense. Unlike Nate, who listened to them <laughs> yesterday. Well, you, so, only listened, okay. you only got into it as well, an adult. My, my like question is, well, actually, that is my question. How does it compare from reading it as, you know, when they were current to rereading them again? Well, stuff. One of the things, whenever I'm reading something for the podcast now, I'm always looking for shit to make fun of. So I definitely wasn't reading with that lens when I was, even when I was like 19. I was just, I just was reading because I liked the story and needed to know how it ended. And when I reread this one, I was much more critical of stuff. I was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, why are they doing that? So I was kind of a dick to the book. able to be more critical as an adult as opposed to a child. Totally. Um, and you also, on, on a reread, you know what to look for and like what, like, I know this matters, but like, what, what's the point of all this? This means nothing by the end of this book fair as well but i'd say i still enjoyed it yeah. honestly rereading it even knowing what's happened i just it's a good story and it's engaging it's very creative like she built the, she did the whole world building thing really well it's really rich 
and tells the story well. Like the chat's really well paced. The characters are interesting and it's less like a detective story than the other books are. Like the first bunch of them are really just like mysteries. Like, yeah. what is this mysterious thing? This one's more like action and then just fucking ass whoopery at the end. I still really enjoyed it, even though I, I might be really critical of some elements of it. I still really dug it. So as, I've, as I mentioned, because I was already 150 when the books came out. <laughs> dog dog I, fuckingly old. <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't like, you know, a kid and needed to do the thing that everyone else is doing. I didn't oh, read them dick. when they first came out. But I did read them. Everyone else was doing was slavery when you were a kid, Nate, you (laughs) fucking old bastard. I did read them a couple (laughs) years ago. I want to say I read all of them all together for the first time. But it was only like five years ago. And I was already uh, definitely a thousand years old at that point. Uh, And you know what? I still really liked them. I thought they were good. And now I've read every one of them a second time. And they hold up. They're still really good. They absolutely hold up. They haven't lost anything. You know, and, and, and compared to a number of the other young adult books that we've read, they're way better. I mean, there's a reason why Harry Potter has made billions of dollars and the other young adult books we've read have made a lot of money, but not as much because this one is better. I mean, they also, like a lot of young adults books, like, like other ones we read, like they, they're written, they're kind of, they kind of feel like they're a little dumbed down and it didn't feel like these were dumbed down or at least for these, especially they seem to, the characters actually seem to age. Like one thing someone pointed out uh, is like in the early ones, they are little kids and they're doing dumb things. And then like by the end of the books, like they curse and they have, you know, angst and shit like that. So they age as they well. get darker. The, the books become more mature in terms of themes and, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more violence in the later ones than the early ones. Like the first one's practically a joke. Like, Ooh, a big chess game. Like, yeah, that's it. Okay. Find the special key. Ron, don't eat it. But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But gold's my favorite flavor. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, I think they're great. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think we need to, promote anyone to read the Harry Potter books at this point. Like we don't need to convince anyone. If you haven't read them, I don't know. First of all, you're not listening to this, <laughs> but secondly, like why you, you, if you haven't read them, it's because you either like don't read books or you are so against reading these books because it's like the thing everyone else is doing that you wouldn't, or it's like beneath you to read this kind of a book. If you're a, maybe you're like a literature person. You know, I only read an English stuff. major. Oh, a loser. <laughs> you mean <laughs> who has no job? <laughs> an unemployed person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they're great. There's plenty of plot holes and inconsistencies and things that you could be like, oh, that doesn't really hold up in terms of making sense under scrutiny. But in terms of entertainment value, they're great. Yeah, none of the plot holes are crazy. But in terms of caring about the characters and like wanting them and wanting to find out what happens next, and you know. That it, it it's just that really well. I remember the, I totally the first agree. time I read them, like it was a real bummer when Fred or George died. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was yeah, Fred. I think it was Fred. I think it was Fred. But it's like because the other one loses yeah, his ear. Now you can finally tell my part because one's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, they were just always like side or background characters. But it had been so you know years of 
them. So they actually meant something. They weren't just extraneous. When did you read them, Jimmy? Uh, I read the first two or three when they were out. Probably the first three when they were out, like you. And then I didn't for a while, and then I probably read the next two or three, and then I read this last one when it came out. So I probably finished them. I finished them, you know, when the last one came out. But I like I read a bunch of them, and then I didn't read them for a while, and then I read another bunch. So like, end of middle school, a few in high school, and then one. It was a while back, but this is my second time through for this. So I, I dug it. I was kind of dreading rereading it. I was like, I didn't love number seven. Kind of thought six was the best book. I think um, seven is probably my favorite. I just didn't like the cheesy epilogue. That really pissed me off. It was off. better than the movie where they and just put old people makeup on a bunch of children. And it was like, oh. It was weird. Remember, it was like that thing that was popular last year with that stupid app that made you look yeah, old. Yeah, like that, but like worse. And it wasn't for the Russian government. Is that what that was for? Yeah, that was. They figured. My brother was using that all the time. And he, he has since, now that he lives in Florida, he's grown a beard. And uh, and pot belly, so he just looked like Kenny Rogers whenever he said <laughs> <laughs> Like you gotta know when to fold him, dude. Um, the yeah, that was really weird. Like they made them look old, but they still, but they also looked like like children's size. I guess I mean they were probably still their adult heights installed, but they just looked it looked weird. It was like they were like the Munchkins from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like, there's like oh, there's something wrong. With well, that. no, they put adult. They put makeup on. Children, because they, because the actor who played Ron Harry in Hermione are still only like seventeen years old. So, like making them look like full size adults, it just, it just, you can tell, you can just tell, weird, that it doesn't look right. Yeah, it was just, it was just weird. But I, I thought the ending was, I just hated that in the book. I would rather, I, I didn't need to see that bullshit, like. How convenient. They all end up together married because that's it. And and Harry has a really fucking lame pep talk with his kid. I didn't like and that. Draco I thought that was dumb. Still really never got his. No. He's he's just he knows he was a dick at least. And everyone else kind of knows he was a dick too, but he's still a rich guy, I guess. So much like the real he's world. A man. He that's, got away that's the most realistic it. part of the book. I mean his parents were basically <laughs> open Nazis. He's the OJ of this book. He, uh, yeah, they were, I mean, obviously the Death Eaters, they are pretty, pretty copied on the Nazis. Yeah, they're putting people into camps at the beginning. Then they're making people register their births, yeah. like the, please tell us your ancestors so we can determine, that's yeah, pretty, how uncreative J.K. Rowling. The Nazis really ruined it for, like, uh, book antagonists forever, because you can never have a really evil person while saying, well, they're basically just Nazis, that's a copy. I also thought book six it reminds me of the debate about um, which Star Wars movie is better of the original ones. Like most most thinking people say Empire because it's dark. It's a better film overall. Um, I think this like the bleakness of the ending makes it a more powerful experience. Whereas the ending of Return of the Jedi, even if you ignore the fucking mini Wookiees, if you ignore the Ewoks, it's still still kind of lame. They're just dumb. You know, they just don't really serve a purpose. Yeah. They're just, they just fucking like teddy vicious, bears. horrible creatures. Oh, the rabbit ones, yeah. But they like felt they like... Wrote, they wrote about, like, in the expanded universe, they expanded on the Ewoks, and, like, all the spears are poison, and they like to kill their prey slowly, and then they eat all of them. 
Well, I'm sure they're ca- I'm sure they're carnivores. They're they, bear they, creatures. They, they eat the stormtroopers. They find their dead bodies and they eat them. They, they don't want to waste it. They don't waste that dead guy. But anyway, my point my point is that Empire always felt like the better movie because it was like, oh man, that movie was heavy. That movie was dark. It set up all this cool stuff. And then when it gets resolved, a lot of times the resolutions are kind of like, oh, that's kind of corny. Oh, that's kind of meh. I felt like that for Harry Potter a little bit. I felt like book six, you're like, holy shit, this took a turn. Everything is awful. They fucking killed the guy who was like the best dude ever. And then in book seven, it all gets solved. And like, kind of have to. it's like, all right. So I think that's because you are an older and more sophisticated reader or person. You read with your pinky up. Perhaps. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> so I always read. which and admittedly, this is the difference between like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. It's whereas like one thing is, you know, good conquers evil. And so that was like the, not the original, but of course, because that's a very timeless story. But, you know, good conquers evil. Oh, th- that again. You know, good conquers evil, so corny. Oh, oh my God. And then suddenly in, you know, Game of Thrones, for most of the books, ignore that last season of the show. But uh, good, you know, whereas that is not what happens. When you're an older, more sophisticated consumer of popular culture, including books and movies and TV and stuff like that, and suddenly it's like, oh, good conquers evil again? Oh, how lame, how corny. I think that's real life. That might be true. That might be true. I mean, it was a two-year difference between when I read book six and book seven. I felt like that at the time. But you're talking about the difference between being, you know, 19 and 21 or something like that. I I didn't really do a lot of growing in many ways. Um, But maybe in the years since uh, thinking about it, I've come to different conclusions. Still, I still loved it. You know, I, I would say book seven. It's I think six is still my favorite, but book seven might be my second favorite. You know, it's not like I didn't, I didn't like it. I just liked six better. And speaking of endings, this is the end of our third season. It is, yeah. So we've now been doing this for three fucking years. We've read more books than just about anyone you know. Probably, yeah. Definitely any cool people you know. And how many beers have we had? We're about, we're just within spitting distance of uh, 1,000 beers. And I remember about Jesus. six of them. The ones you had today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a, an amazing journey of drinking. And uh, it is hard for the beers to, it is harder and harder to remember the beers. Or the books, honestly. Yeah, like, I, definitely. <sighs> I could not tell you if I had to list all of the books we've done, it would, I would definitely not remember many of them. Well, it's because it's a million. It would be 156, except that one month last year, last May, when we did 31 short stories in 31 days, we did, you know, obviously a lot more episodes that month. But still, we've done a hundred and we've posted an episode 156. Six Tuesdays in a row. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, you know, not to, not to, We've never done Tuesdays to, with Maury. <laughs> I think that's on our list to do at some point. That's just another book to shit on. But you know, I look, and not that I want to say other podcasters are not doing a good job, but I often see, you know, most of the people that follow us on Twitter and stuff are other podcasts. Like that's nobody really follows us, it seems. But you know. I'll, uh, and you follow them back. It's a weird game we play. It's an incestuous crowd. It is. And um, 
but I, there's a lot of times I'll see podcasts for, I'm sure, very valid reasons, not because they're lazy or not you know, trying, but people say, oh, no episode this week because of reasons, whatever, technical difficulties, I shit my pants, whatever it is. <laughs> we have somehow drunkenly managed to not do that yet, knock on wood. So cheers to us, gentlemen, for, for being consistently We got pretty uh, close once or twice. Yeah, there were a couple of times like, shit, we need to record now. Did some last uh, minute shuffles. That's all right. Quite a few. Hopefully, hopefully now we are uh, we we got we're, we're better better game plan to prevent that in the future. And we know that we can do it remotely if needed. That's true. That actually is a big big game changer. It does make it easier. And we've had a whole bunch of remote episodes come out. I've not heard anyone complain about them. But I've also not heard anyone say anything nice about them. But <laughs> I've not heard. <laughs> Uh, the, the audio quality might be a little bit better remotely. <laughs> a little bit. The only bummer is for us, actually. We get to try all the beers. <laughs> yeah, or have, you know, much human contact. Sorry, right, we'll figure it out. Well, uh, I mean, I, I can't even pretend to say what's your favorite beer out of the last three years or even the last Fuck me, three weeks. Or even favorite book would be hard, honestly. Impossible. And there's great books and there's some really terrible books. And then in terms of at the podcast, there were some books that have been so fun to do because they were so bad. Yeah, that's something we can discuss on a special Patreon episode, which is a bribe for people to uh, do that. You gain almost nothing, but it's worth it to us. I think that's something we will do on a special Patreon episode, and that's all you get for free, fuckers. So <laughs> why don't you tell us what you thought? <laughs> Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, you might have noticed that we mentioned having a Patreon, because we do. So if you go to patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club, you could check us, uh, support us there with a couple bucks. And in return for that, you get all sorts of cool things like voting in our monthly poll and listening to some special content. And you might say your name on this podcast and you'll be basically famous. Or don't do that. You know, the, the podcast is free anyway. It's up to you. And because it's free, you can just also give us a review on wherever you're listening. Just round up to five stars. One for every Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> Plus two. Yeah. There's a margin of error. <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. <laughs>